Today we're doing one of our sport tools segments where we're going to interview Amy Murray. She's a massage therapist that's worked with a national team for wrestling, for swimming, and a number of other sports. Additionally, she served as a member to the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committees, meaning that she served Team USA at the 2016 Olympic Games and the 2018 Paralympic Games. So she's going to part some wisdom on continuing education, some tips and advice for breaking into the elite level sport massage, and of course, we're going to share some of our anecdotes of being on the road. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Massage Tools Podcast, your home for cool interviews and reviews. Amy, I know you've got a couple of things on the wall behind you that might be some of your accolades. Yeah, there we go. Uh, tell the folks out there what those posters are. So one is from the Rio um, Olympics 2016. I was there with the USOC uh, in the sports medicine clinic for Team USA. And the other, there's two little ones over there. Those are from Pyeongchang uh, Paralympics. This, what was that, 2018? I was there also with the USOC in the sports medicine clinic. We're both, we're supposed to be at uh, Tokyo right now, but <laughs> I'm supposed to be at Tokyo with USA Swimming, which obviously that's not happening right now. So yeah. we are here talking safely, mask-free across the screens. Besides, and I'm not trying to diminish your, your, any of your accolades with, with the, you know, US Olympic Paralympic Committee, but any, what are some other big things that you've done in the sport massage world? I've been on, I think this is the first summer in probably eight years I've been home. Um, <laughs> so I work a lot with uh, USA Wrestling and USA Swimming. I've done triathlon, track and field. So a variety of sports as far as sports massage goes. I work every day in my clinic with local recreational athletes, which I still feel like is a pretty big deal. You know, um, it may not be the Olympics, but for some people I work with, you know, some of their races are their Olympics. It's their, it's their biggest, you know, physical accomplishment. And I don't take that lightly. I give that as much focus as I give my Olympians. Yeah. Absolutely. If I can uh, in, impose upon the idea that, you know, at least with my practice, it's like, I'm trying to either maintain or restore meaningful movement. So Correct. if you're an Olympic diver and you can't pike, I want to help you pike again. Exactly. If you're a parent, I want to help you be able to pick up your kid again. So it's, Yep. They're, they're as important, as important to each individual, but that's the, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're trying to just make people do what they do better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So little wins every day. Yes. Every summer for the last eight years, that sounds like a potential con to the work having to travel and whatnot, but <laughs> if you want to share with us some of the pros and cons to having to travel, like being on the road for a month at a time, you know, anything that you want to kind of share and give people I I think of this as um the keeping it real segment of sport massage if you want to do the event and travel I want to work the Olympics like you're going to be gone a month they're like I can't do that I'm like "Ah." (laughs) required yeah it's going to be required pros and cons you know I'll start with cons that's easy (laughs) Um, cons I you just imagine yourself you know jet lag sleep deprived dragging that massage table through an airport in Turkey I I've done that this year, you know, like uh, speaking, trying to negotiate a table class when you're flying um, with your table. You, you work a lot. You're not on vacation. People love to, oh, you're so lucky. You know, you're just traveling the world. And truly, you might get in a two-week trip, three-week trip, you may have five to 10 hours total free time in that whole span. 
and your free time is probably limited to three miles radius around your hotel. There's not a lot of uh, sightseeing. There's not a lot of glamorous meals. Uh, <laughs> usually you're at the hotel buffet <laughs> with your athletes. I would, I would say it's really, it's really physically demanding work and you need to keep up your own physical fitness to not break down. So there's parts that come into this that uh, you, don't, you don't think about until you're like, you know, I really wish I would have uh, strengthened and balanced my back or my forearms better, something like that, because you are working from the moment you wake up, you have breakfast with your team, you go off to practice, go off to competition, work there, come back, maybe have lunch, get a little five minute breather, get right back to work, go back to finals or again, another practice, whatever part of the phase they're in. And then um, you're working again to like, you know, nine, 10. We've tried to cut it off lately this last couple of years. We've tried to really make it like, we're going to bed at 10 p.m. Um, <laughs> you know, you're going to have to find some boundaries uh, around that stuff. So that's hard. Sometimes dealing with some athletes can be demanding. Sometimes that can be hard to navigate athletes' demands. Positive pros, I would say you get to help out athletes who've committed often their life to something. And even if it's only, you know, a 1% or even 0.1% uh, advantage that you're giving them, you get to lend a hand to somebody trying to fulfill their goal. And I think that's, I don't know, I don't even know how to articulate the, uh, the feeling of how special that is when an athlete walks off your table, goes to compete, you're the last person that's touched them, almost maybe except for their coach, the last person that's talked to them, and they go off and do this amazing thing and you know you're just you really i don't know proud's the right word but it's just you were able to give them a hand you were able to help them out and in my clinic when i i'll be driving in my town and i'll see someone running that a month ago couldn't run and i'll be driving in, you know around the lake downtown and be like oh look oh look they look good you know things are things are moving things are working good and that again makes me feel i'm like i'm able to contribute to whatever goals they have and um I think that's the, the biggest pro. Definitely seeing the world, even if it's only a snippet, you know, is pretty cool. Um, sometimes we stay in some pretty amazing hotels and pretty amazing places. And you get a little snapshot of countries where you're like, you know, on my vacation, I would like to go back to Croatia because that was spectacular and I would love to see more of it. Uh, you get a little sense of it. You get a little worldwide perspective. You talk to interesting people on the airplane or at the hotel or just get to hear people's stories around the world. Just, just a small amount. I think that's a huge, um, a huge, huge plus for sure. Yeah. Yeah. One of my things that I really enjoy when I'm on the road is seeing how the other, other countries, medical teams interact with yes. their athletes and see where sure. there's overlap or major differences or how the, you know, the, um, delegation of duty is kind of issued out and and whatnot so that's that's one of the things i i personally enjoy so it's mm -hmm. kind of fun and that does lead me into are there particular courses or coursework that you think has helped with your journey really specific on the on the massage or the sport massage or massage at sporting events mm -hmm. uh, anything that stands out to you is hugely valuable yeah, I, Rock Tape, Rock Blades, we talked about this in our last segment, but I really feel like they give you a lot of information for a really good value. 
And it's actually something I ask my staff to, to look at their programs because I think it brings a lot to my clinic as well. And, and same, similarly for competition, the variety of things you can use, the pods, the tape, and the floss, all the things um, that they offer under one roof is pretty cool. And especially now that you can do it online, that's been amazing. Myofascial decompression, Dr. DePrado out of California, I think his cupping work is of the ones I've done, my favorite. The movement that he brings uh, with the cups is, is I think, I think he's um, definitely groundbreaking on some of the things that they're doing there. Yeah, I think those, those pieces have been really, really, really what's kind of most in demand when I'm at a sports event. So, you know, some of the basic Swedish flush. I mean, that, that's the basic, right? Is just flushing muscles out and in competition, recovery work and that kind of thing. Um, and trying to find that original base of being present with your athlete in a sea, you know, a sea of, of chaos at competitions. And if you have that ability to push all that aside and be present with your athlete in that moment when you're working, and that's a very fundamental massage thing that you learn in massage school, you need that even, even in sports massage. So. Can you throw out a tip or a reminder for being able to find your base or how maybe how you personally go about it? How about that? Yeah. So once I, I feel like when I engage with an athlete or any client of mine, I'm theirs. They have my attention, you know, and, and um, what's been nice to work with so many of the same athletes through the years is I kind of have a routine with some of them. I may only see them once or twice a year at competitions with the you know national team level. But I know specific athletes, we have a thing, you know, we have a routine. This is what we do. I remember that's the, you know, you have to kind of remember if you don't have a great memory, then I don't know, but (laughs) you have to kind of remember your athletes and remember what they, what works for them and what doesn't. And I'll check back in, you know, I'll I'll say, this is what we did last time. And and obviously you can make notes, whatever. um, But they find that really reassuring that you remember what worked for them, that you're on their team. I think athletes, especially high level athletes, they don't know who they can trust. They don't know what you're in it for. And so establishing that with them right away is that you're there for them. And at that moment, you're there for them. I mean, sometimes I have athletes competing against each other. I'm not on anyone's team, you know, as far as like allegiances, but I'm on their team when I'm working with them. And Yes, definitely being present, um, clearing your mind and working with just your athlete and what they need. I think it just takes practice. I, I, I raised three boys so I can work through chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> get two things out. So, yeah. <laughs> mom, mom, mommy, mommy. No, no. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. Very cool. Th- those are great, great tips. I'll still pick your brain a little bit. Was there anything that you might consider outside the massage, like I said, continuing education or original Mm -hmm. massage schooling that you've brought into your practice you found beneficial? Yeah. um, Any yoga, meditation, the mindfulness piece definitely comes into play with connecting with the athlete also Um, being able to just have the energy grounded, present and with them. And I don't know that that's taught as what it was when I was back in massage school is kind of an intro because I had a unique instructor mm-hmm. kind of laid the foundation with get, get yourself clear, you know, and focused on what you're doing before you even touch a person. I think uh, other things I brought in 
you know, health and wellness stuff. I've done, you know, training in, in integrative nutrition. So I've, you know, hydration, it, it, it definitely connects to body work, but it's not something someone would think of, right? Maybe. Um, so yeah, so. Well, well yeah, you know, that's definitely something I would consider outside kind of the yeah. standard massage CE, but yeah. not, not that it's yeah. not valuable to our industry, but it's outside the. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, USA Swimming does a symposium every year where we get together and it's very valuable. It's unique. It's my favorite, you know, collaborative CEU that I get every year because we're sitting together, egos are off the table, it's all allied health professionals, and our focus is talking about swimming. That's the tying factor is that we're talking about swimming, but it's nutrition, it's the orthopedic surgeons, it's the psychologists, it's massage therapy, physical therapy, athletic training, chiropractors, family docs, um, and then we have specialists present to all of us and we're all able to ask questions and fielded in a way that, you know, we can speak to these issues and know who to refer to. Again, like some of the best presentations are concussion, you know, heart issues, things that we're going to run into in sports massage. We're not going to treat it, but we're definitely going to have to help recognize it when we're on a team of allied health professionals and be able to bounce that off other people. So those sorts of continuing educations that have come into my um, practice have been helpful for me here in, in my clinic as well, and that I can um, recognize things and refer it to the right people in my community. Not as convenient as when you're working in the pit at an event with people and you can say, hey, hey I don't God. know that I should touch this, but I think you should come touch this, you know, yeah. to, to the PT or to the ortho, but it's invaluable um, to work alongside allied health professionals like that um, and get that pit crew, you know, continuing education that's not on paper and doesn't come in a document, but it, it's definitely the most I've learned is working alongside other, you know, health professionals that trust and, and appreciate. And there's mutual respect. I think that's the, those are my favorite CEUs. <laughs> yeah. When I did my first gig with USA Diving, there was a, a dual credentialed athletic trainer, physical therapist, and then there was another athletic trainer, and then the team doc and myself that was there for an event. And I was pleasantly surprised at how much they looked to me for feedback, information, assessment on what was going on with an athlete. And I was just like, whoa, like, you know, and until that point, like I'd been given, you know, never blatantly disrespect or anything like that. But some of the other professionals I'd interacted with prior to kind of looked down on, on the field because kind of what we got into with the last podcast, it's you know, it's across the board on educational requirements and information and, and things like that. But it was really neat to be part of a team and they immediately like, hey, what what do you think about this? What are you feeling? And that feedback. And I think it's a very important part of kind of bringing us to the table. And like I said, a very, very unique experience. And that that has potentially motivated me more to be on my A game than anything else. Because it's right. like, yeah, it's like they're you are part of the team. Like there's, yes. you know, there's however many professionals are there, like you're part of it and mm -hmm. your input's as valuable as, you know, any other, any other field. So sure. that is, that, that's one of the pros and cons in one bundle in my head for the job. It's like, yeah, get ready. Cause here yeah. it is. Yeah. And I mean, to even take that a little further, you know, I can think of times just because I've been with like, for instance, USA swimming for so long, when I see an athlete, 
say at the Olympic Training Center when we're doing a little rotation there and the team will come in and an athlete I've worked with on the national team comes in and I've had, this is an example, I've had um, the body get on the table and that body doesn't feel like that same body that I've worked on before. What are you doing differently? We have time as a massage therapist, we have time with them in a very vulnerable way, I guess, almost to where they tell you a lot of things and to be given that gift of trust and to appropriately share the trust with the appropriate provider. One athlete in particular, this, this one, this particular story I'm thinking about, I was able to refer this athlete to the sports dietitian that works with USA Swimming and say, hey, this is the tissue I felt today. This is not the same tissue I felt six months ago. And this is what the athlete told me they're doing differently. And I'm going to let you know, you know, so you can, and, and all in-house, you know, through the USOPC's little system mm-hmm. and, and follow up, you know, and let her know that's, that's what we needed to do there. And I've also had conversations with sports psychology come up, um, both for just, you know, depression, things like that, that I sort of see, I'll just kind of a little nudge in there or bring them over to the table while I'm working and just say, Hey, can you hang out here while we're talking, you know, kind of in that open environment, maybe people who don't do this won't understand, but we have very open <laughs> sports massages right on the side of the pool deck for swimming and for wrestling. It's right on the side of the mats and you're, you're in an environment where there's a lot going on. So you have a space where you're working with an athlete and you're trying to keep the bubble but there's a lot of other things moving and coming and going and other providers that can pop in and pop out. And so, yeah, being able to pull them in when needed. And it's really important to not just have your ego, right? And just, you don't want it coming at you and they don't want it from you. So to be able to collaborate is really important. Awesome. So the big question, and and probably anybody who's looking at event like how did you break into working with a national governing body like what was it swimming first or wrestling first or um for me it was swimming okay i was a swimmer so it's easy uh in that sense of i i get swimming swimming is in my blood i grew up doing it my family did it i my kids were born i started coaching they started swimming so i've been a swimmer a swim parent my kids are swimmers you know (laughs) been on all angles of the swim side of things and when my kids were young I was coaching and then I saw that swimming used to have a database of providers that knew swimming and one of my swimmers recommended me for it and talking with USA Swimming they're like oh you should join our high performance network you you know obviously you know swimming and you're a massage therapist and the time my kids were too little for me to travel to commit to that so I said just keep me on the email list and I'd like to be involved and referred to local things. And then, you know, when my kids started to get a little bit older and I could, you know, leave the house, kind of contacted them on a higher level and said, all right, I'm put me in coach. You know, I'm, I'm ready to, ready to take this, both my loves of swimming and massage therapy and put them together in, in a pretty cool way. So I'd been already working with a lot of athletes in my community just because I know sport. I'm involved in sports and so it had already naturally started happening from the ground up locally, um, but then to be able to do what I do at the sport I love was incredible opportunity to continue to give to my sport. USA Swimming wants you to kind of go through the process of doing the USOPC rotation. So I applied for that and got into that, did the rotation, and they never tell you how you do. You know, you just go 
for two weeks and you give, 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 and you work, 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 and try to stay out of everybody's way and try to contribute on your rotation. And that's, you don't really know how that goes. <laughs> but wrestling needed somebody. And there had been a bunch of wrestling there when I was uh, working in the rotation. And they recommended me uh, for a trip with wrestling. And from there, wrestling uh, took off also among some other sports. So, you know, I don't really know how it happens. It just, just do your best, as I, I can say, is, you know, do your best and be sincere. Um, and don't you know, chase autographs and take selfies with athletes and things like that. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's kind of how my, my journey went. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gave us a little bit of uh, advice into potentially breaking into the field. Do you have any, mm-hmm. any other tips or bits of knowledge you want to share with someone who might want to go, whether it's USA Swimming or any of the teams, anything along those lines that might help them or a direction to pursue if they want to do international travel with a team? Yeah, I, I'm not really sure, um, you know, as far as, I think, you know, USOPC has an application process and that's online on their website. And you have to pass a lot of background checks and a lot of continuing education requirements and things like that. I, I would just lay the groundwork. You know, I would, I would get involved in local sports. I would get involved in um, your community events. I would network. Yeah, I would network with people who do sports massage in your community already. More than likely, they're happy to hopefully bring you along on on the ride of what it's like in your community. I would I would always challenge your education, and I would never ever ever <laughs> assume to be the one person that can fix everything. I think I've run into that that you know those people that are like, well, you don't need to see so and so because I got all the skills run. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. I think um, know who you can network with, know who your allied health professionals are in your community that you can refer back and forth with and establish those relationships. You never know where there's going to be opportunity. So I would just stay active locally and put yourself out there nationally if if you're inspired to do that. And, um, you know, if you're open and willing, I think things will come your way. It seems to me anyway. Those are great. That's, that's wonderful advice. Anything else you want to impart upon the listeners or viewers of this? Or I don't know. What are their nuggets to share? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> just kind of give you a, a few moments of an open forum or uh, I guess if, to put you on the spot, I'll, I'll steal this from Tim Ferriss, but he always asks his, uh, his, his guests like, okay, well, what do you put, what, what would you put on a billboard for sport massage? So obviously it's got to be short or obvious or whatnot. Drink your water and get your sleep. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's advice for athletes. It's wonderful. It's actually works for anybody, not athletes. But yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that was, um, yeah, you know, I just, you know, I, I really, I would just be your authentic self, be in it with the right intentions. And I treat every athlete as if, they were one of my kids in the sense of this, they're all somebody's children. I'm a mom, you know what I mean? And who would I want working with my kids? You know, I try to be that person. I try to provide the care that I would want for my own children. Yeah. I, I think that these people have worked really, really hard and they deserve, they deserve our support and attention and positive influence. So, okay. you know, that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> I'm a mom. What do I, I say? 
I'm team mom all the time. Yeah, <laughs> all righty. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Such, such wonderful bits and large mouthfuls of advice that you just delivered to everyone. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us. And, Thanks, Kelly. Thanks uh, for having me. All right, everyone. That does end the episode. If you're looking for show notes or references, or you're just looking for more content from us, you can visit our website, which is www.massagetoolspodcast.com for all of your Massage Tools Podcast needs. Last but not least, we got uh, two things. One's a recommendation. Hit that subscribe button to whichever podcast service you're using so you get our latest episodes. And if you'd like to, give us a review. Uh, Help spread the word a little bit, get our podcast out there so we can help inspire and motivate the industry. That's going to end it for us. So good day, good evening, and good night.